You're listening to episode 268 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we are going to be talking about trust. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about trust. This, this is a big one. <laughs> trust is ultimately a choice, okay? Trust is a choice. And I heard this really beautiful, I, I felt it was it was beautiful definition of trust the other day by Dr. Rachel Botsman. And she defines trust as a confident relationship with the unknown. And I was like, damn, if, if that doesn't sum up trust, I don't know what does. (laughs) Truly, when, when, when you really think about that, I mean, a confident trust defined as a confident relationship with the unknown, that's powerful right there. Because ultimately you, you can't have trust without the unknown. That's the entire idea of trust is that you are trusting the unknown, right? But we've also known people and maybe we have been people. There have been moments where where I have been this person where I recognized that I needed to trust. And if anyone had asked me if I, if I trusted a person or a situation, I I would have said yes, but it was very cautious, like, Ooh, sort of taking like one step forward, but just like a little baby step. And that's not really a confident relationship with the unknown. And that, that isn't, that, that ultimately necessarily doesn't translate into real true trust. However, trust often takes time to build up to, which we're going to get into, but there will always be risks, always be risks, especially with relationships. And that's why trust is a choice because every time we enter into a relationship with anyone, platonic, romantic, or otherwise, but especially romantic, obviously, because this is where we put the most sort of trust and we put our hearts in on the line in the biggest possible way. Trust is a big part. Trust is a necessary part of that. And we're also trusting that we may very well get our hearts broken again. One way or another, it doesn't mean that somebody is necessarily going to lie, lie to you or betray you or cheat on you or, or whatever, but there can be other ways that, that your heart can be broken within the context of, of even the happiest relationship. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that from a realistic standpoint, because it doesn't have to mean not trusting because you also have to look at the bigger picture here. This is a, this is what I do with clients a lot is that I'll kind of have them zoom out a little bit and take the more macro view for a second, because so many times, and, and I do this myself, I have people who help to pull me out of this when I'm in my own bullshit, we get stuck in our own bullshit, right? <laughs> we get stuck in our own bullshit. And we are so focused on like the micro thing. 
And some of the things that I will, some of the work that I'll do with clients is I'm like, okay, you know, take a breather and then let's zoom out for a minute. Like, like let's zoom out. Let's take a more macro approach at this. And what, what do you want your life to look like? What kinds of relationships do you want to have? What, what do you want in all of these different areas? And ultimately all of those different things come down to trust, not only trust of other people, situations, whatever, but also trust in yourself, ultimately trust in yourself. That is the ultimate form of trust. And yet that is one of the areas where we struggle the most when it comes to trust. We don't think that innately we'll, we'll look at other people. We'll put it on other people. We're like, well, I don't trust so-and-so. Okay. That, that might be totally valid, but ultimately you may not trust yourself in some, in some cases that might actually be the underlying cause is that you don't trust yourself to handle what could come if your trust with that other person gets broken. But trust will provide growth and growth requires patience and uncertainty and vulnerability and looking inward with the understanding that you don't know what's next in the abyss. And it's pretty hard to trust people when you choose to only look at the evidence as to why you can't. We have to give the benefit of the doubt to people who have, who have earned that trust, right? And, and trust is earned in increments, but we all know that it can be torn down in a single split second, but the smallest little things can build trust over time. And even though trust can be torn down in a split second, trust can also be eroded slowly over time as well. Like when we think about trust and relationships, we can think about the big lies, right? Like our partner's cheating on us or, or hiding huge details of their lives or something like that. Um, if you want more on, on that type of situation, you can go check out episode 117, all about uh, the nine years of infidelity that uh, my, my, in my former relationship. Um, so you can check that out. That was, those are examples of, of like big, big lies, right? But trust is not only built in small microdoses, it can also be torn down in small microdoses as well. So here's an example of that. Let's say you are telling your partner a story and they pick up their phone while you're talking or they're clearly distracted instead of paying attention to you as you speak. That's an example of, of a breach of, of trust in a very small way. They're not going out and, and cheating on you, but they aren't paying attention to you. They're not listening to you and actively listening as you speak. Maybe you share something with them that feels really vulnerable to you and their reaction feels sort of like brushing you off. It's another breach of trust. Maybe you have an argument and your partner uses something against you that you shared with them in confidence or, um, you know, uses a painful part of your past against you. That's a breach in trust. Maybe they ignore your bids for attention. Uh, the Gottmans talk about that a lot. Uh, the Gottman Institute. There's a lot of research around that. So let's say an example of a bid for attention would be maybe like going to give them a hug and they pull away or you point to a beautiful sunset and they kind of ignore you. Maybe they're, they're on their phone again or something, right? Breach and trust. Maybe you, uh, you're criticizing your partner for, or, or not showing appreciation when they do something for you, no matter how small it is. That's a breach and trust on, on their side. These are all examples of like small, small, seemingly small, um, breaches in trust that add up pretty fast. 
and, and they can lead to a lot of issues when it comes to trust. Here's another example is, is self-integrity, right? Self-integrity, self-trust. Say, say that your partner says that he or she is, is going to go work out today or that they're going to go for a walk today or, or vacuum the floor. And then they don't, they don't do any of the things that they said they were going to do. If that happens once, not a huge deal, right? We've all been there. We've all done that. When it happens twice, even subconsciously, we might start to be a little bit skeptical of whether or not they're going to actually do the thing that they said they're going to do. And when this starts to happen regularly, we barely pay attention after a while when they say they're going to do the task because they've proven to us and to themselves that the chances are, are pretty high that they probably won't. And moreover, when we are the ones that say we're going to do something and then we don't do it, it erodes trust in ourselves and that bleeds into how we show up in other areas of our lives. I recently had um, a coaching call with, with a client and she's been putting off doing some major, major things in her business that she's really excited about it. And she's sort of been trying to get to the root of what exactly is holding her back. And one of the areas she's worried about is speaking her truth openly and getting called out totally valid fear. Trust me, <laughs> totally valid fear. I don't know a single person on the internet, especially anyone who has like an, an internet business who has never had that fear come up. It's, it is very, very normal. And when she and I started discussing it further, it turns out she's currently kind of professionally aligned with an organization that she doesn't feel great about. She doesn't really feel like, like this organization is showing up with integrity and she doesn't really want to be associated with them anymore. And ultimately we talked about it and got into what some of her own personal and professional core values are. And integrity is at the top of that list. Integrity is one of her top core values. And I pointed out to her, I'm like, because you feel out of integrity in, in this area of your life with that organization, it's then leaking into other areas of your life and concern about being called out um, for, for being out of integrity <laughs> is that fear is happening because she's basically calling herself out because she can feel she is out of integrity in, in a different area by continuing to be aligned with this other organization. And it's affecting the relationship she has with herself because of that integrity piece. That's really important to note here because actions and words have to line up completely whether that's from yourself or for yourself, whether that's from other people, it's not a matter of like actions over words or words over actions. It's actions and words need to line up. They need to be congruent. And the subconscious knows if you aren't showing up the way you want to. So if you are somebody who identifies as a super honest person with a ton of integrity and all these things, that's great. That's beautiful. Are you actually embodying those qualities in every aspect of your life? Because if you identify as a super honest person, but you're not showing up with honesty in all areas of your life, you're going to be out of alignment and your subconscious is going to kick you in the face. Sometimes by holding you back in other areas because you're eroding your own belief in yourself and your own values. And your subconscious is looking at what you're doing going, whoa, you think you're so fucking honest? What about this shit over here where you're not showing up with full integrity? Right? That's what your subconscious is doing. And it's a breach in trust in, in my, in my client's case, it's a breach in trust in herself to continue to stay aligned with this other organization 
And that, that sort of distrust in self is leaking into other areas of her life, like showing up in, in her business the way she wants to. But that trust comes when you finally make the decision to choose to trust yourself to handle the unknowns on the other side of everything you've been avoiding or, or everything you've been sidestepping or, or putting off. There's a huge piece of this that involves acceptance because acceptance You have to accept that you can't see what's coming. None of us can. And you're never going to feel ready in a lot of ways for virtually anything. You may not feel quite ready to jump into the relationship, even when the the person comes along that, that you think you could really build something beautiful with. You might not be ready for the next level of your business or that, uh, that next job, um, or career move or, or whatever, whatever it is. There's all kinds of areas of life where we may not feel ready but the universe is kind of going like, like pushing us in a particular direction. And, and there's, you know, this is such a fine line because sometimes we, we really maybe aren't ready that that is a possibility as well. But other times these opportunities will land in front of us. And the only thing that is truly stopping us from diving in head first is ourselves and our lack of, of trust in ourselves because trust is a choice. Trust is a choice. Other times in life, everything can seem super stable and secure, and then life punches us in the face to remind us how little is promised or even certain. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Traver, uh, I had Traver Boehm on the podcast on episode 266. If you have not listened to that episode yet, it is a must listen. Whether you are uh, male, female, non-binary, however you identify, that is an absolute must listen for every human. Um, I have gotten absolutely explosive feedback about that episode in the best possible ways. It is, it is a life-changing episode. (laughs) I I can't stress that enough. So please go listen. If you have to pause this one and then go back, listen to the other one then, and then come back to this one, that's totally fine. Go listen to episode 266. It'll be listed in the show notes. Um, but Traver, uh, mentioned a really beautiful question that he likes to ask people and he likes to, to ask people, when was the moment you realized that everything you thought to be true was no longer true. Now, not everyone will have a split second moment, but some people will. I do. I have a split second moment. Um, in, in my case, and Traver has a split second moment as well that he talks about in that podcast. But mine was the knock on the door on Christmas Eve when I found out that my partner of nine years had been having an affair off and on for our entire nine years together. <laughs> so you can listen to episode 117 for all the details on that. Um, but when, you know, it, it, when I, when I was putting this episode together, I thought about, uh, an article that I wrote for Thrive Global. I'll, I'll reference that in the show notes as well. You can go check it out. And one of, one of the things I wrote in that article was quote, I traded the illusion of safety and certainty for the abyss of the unknown. And I wouldn't have it any other way. End quote. Listen, this is where self-trust is built and shaped is when you trade the illusion of safety and security for the abyss of the unknown, that's where self-trust is built. And when you trust yourself, it's far easier for you to open yourself up to others. But if you're always looking for validation or certainty or, or any of those things, you're not going to find that. Trust comes far more easily when you are strongly rooted and grounded within yourself because you can feel the difference. 
and, and you can recognize that even if others let you down and break your trust, you've got you. You will figure shit out and you will be able to withstand the hit, albeit painfully, nobody's denying that, it, but you will be able to withstand the hit and to not only survive it, but to find ways to eventually thrive because of it. And you can trust that you'll be able to take your pain and use it to create deeper meaning and purpose for yourself, to, to alchemize it, to write your own story, not only with it, but because of it. You are not controlled by circumstances. Circumstances will always change and shift often in ways that we might not like and, and ways that we certainly can't control. That's why I mentioned the illusion of safety, security, and certainty, because I was in a seemingly seemingly stable by all outward and frankly, somewhat inward <laughs> appearances. I was in a seemingly stable nine year relationship. I, we had a house with a mortgage, a car, a corporate job, all of those things. It only ever offered me a false sense of security. And there's something that, that shifts when you undergo something where your entire life is ripped out from under you in a single split second and it changes you. And all of a sudden it gives clarity on the fact that there is so little that is certain in life because circumstances can always change. The only things that are certain in life are change and death. And that sounds really intense and, and borderline morbid. That might be like a, a slap in the face, but it's true. It's true. And the sooner you accept that, the more adaptable you can become when change inevitably comes knocking on your door. In my case, literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't tell the story without laughing. Like it's just, that's another whole situation. I tend to laugh at like very inappropriate moments, but I truly, and, and I laugh my entire way through the episode about the nine year affair, because sometimes I still will have moments of like, seriously, that happened to me. <laughs> so just don't mind me, <laughs> but truly it's, it's up to you what you do with your circumstances and, and what you do with change as it comes into your life. And when you take pain and you turn it into something meaningful for yourself, you're building that trust. You're building that trust in yourself. Every day that you continue to take one step forward with integrity, you're creating the foundation of your new life. And the foundation is the most important part because otherwise you're building a house on quicksand. Your sense of self-trust is the foundation that everything else is created from. And it gives you the confidence in yourself to push through knowing that you will be able to handle whatever life throws at you. And you can feel trust in your body. You can feel it in your body. And when you ignore the signals that your body sends you, it's a problem because you teach yourself not to trust your own body and experience in the world. This is why I take a full mind body approach when, when working with clients. And I'm incorporating with them a, 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 over a decade of experience with everything I've learned when it comes to trainings and certifications and, and working with clients around fitness, holistic nutrition, mind, body, like all of these things. The reason why I actually chose holistic nutrition in the first place was because I wanted to learn more about the interconnectedness of the body, because it's not just about the food that we put in our mouths. It's about how we, we pull everything together and learning about that mind, body connection. And then I pulled that all in with my, my psychology background and experiences and, you know, personal experiences. And you learn how to take a look at the whole picture because we can get, you know, again, I'm going to kind of like say this again, we can get so zeroed in and focused in on, on the tiny bullshit details that we forget to zoom out 
to take the macro approach and look at how one area of your life is affecting all of the others. This is crucial when it comes to building trust. Crucial. And additionally, I think this is important to to point out. Human beings are wired for trust. Not only that, we are actually wired for truth-telling. Like studies show that the majority of us, even when we do tell lies, our natural instinct is to tell lies in such a way that it incorporates as much truth as possible. It's how our brains work because it, it also then makes the lie easier to remember because our brains default to the truth. Again, there are exceptions here, just like anything else. Like there are, you know, legitimate sociopaths and psychopaths in the world who will not follow this, this like exact principle. Okay. <laughs> but overall, when we're talking averages in terms of human research, this is what the research tells us. And I became very well-versed <laughs> in picking up on lies that were woven and, and told to me and the ways that they were created for me over the course of so many years, once my eyes were wide open in the months that followed my, my breakup with, um, with my former partner. And I started picking up very quickly on how the lies were told. And one of the reasons why he was able to get away with what he did for as long as he did, there's a few reasons, but one of them is that because there was often faint elements of truth woven into all of his lies and it made them more believable. It, it made them um, just a little bit more real. And we all still have to learn to be discerning. And learning to be discerning only happens by fucking up, by the way, <laughs> by, by trusting the, the wrong people, by distrusting yourself. That, that's where discernment comes from. That's how we learn this. But all of, all of those lessons, they can teach us to lead us back home to ourselves and to trust our own inner sense of knowing. We've all had that experience where we have found out that maybe we are being betrayed or lied to or whatever. And we're like, shit, I fucking knew something was up. <laughs> right? Like, and that was, that, that was what everyone always, the, the, one of the questions I get asked most often about um, the nine year affair was kind of, you know, like, like, did you, did you see the signs? And I'm like, yeah, but in the moment I kind of did, but they were, they were believable enough that, that some of a lot of them still made perfect sense. But hindsight is 2020 looking back now and knowing, not only knowing what I know now, but knowing my body and like the whole mind body connectedness, the way I do now, I can see so clearly where my body was screaming at me that there was something wrong, that there was something off, that I wasn't getting the full story, that there were things that were not sitting quite right. My body knew and I chose to ignore it. So I spent a, nearly a decade telling my body every single day, no, I don't trust you. No, I don't trust you. No, I don't trust you. I'm shutting you down. Stop talking to me. I don't want to hear it. No. And that, that doesn't work. But that taught me discernment pretty fucking fast. <laughs> it, it taught me discernment very quickly in the aftermath. Like, I, I also want to say here, I, I've, I've always maintained, and I mentioned this originally in, in episode 117. I will always rather be someone who trusts than someone who doesn't trust at all. Because that's a really fucking sad way to live, in my opinion, and not a healthy way to function. 
is not a healthy way to function. And I actually feel sorry for people who, who default to distrust because that, that's a really, that's a hard way to live. That's a hard way to live. I, I talk about this a little bit more on episode 129. I did an entire episode on lie spotting. Highly recommend it. Really, really interesting stuff. I did a, I, I did a ton of research for that one. It was really fascinating. And what's interesting is that liars are the least trusting humans because they're so aware what people are capable of doing and the deception that is possible. And I, I once heard someone who was a, a, path, a, a known pathological liar ask how they could ever learn to trust anyone. And I had this moment of like this light bulb moment. I'm like, of, of course you, of course you, you don't trust anyone because you don't trust yourself. And because you, you have seen that side of humanity that is possible, but most people are not like that. So then it comes down to what do you want your life to look like? What, what do you choose? Do you choose the confident relationship with the unknown? Or do you choose the sad reality of moving, moving through life, waiting for everything to happen to you and living in a victim mindset? Because you can't control other people or, or their behavior or their reactions. There are always circumstances that will happen in your life that you cannot control. But you can choose not to allow those things to destroy your relationship to trust. Because trust is a choice. Trust is a choice. That is a decision that you get to make for yourself. And how fucking empowering is that, right? That you get to take your power back in, in that area and go, no, I don't want to be a distrusting human. I choose to trust. And when we have moments of, of being betrayed, having our trust broken, all these different things, it hurts like hell. It's painful as fuck. I'm not arguing that at all. Trust me. I have seen the underside of, of some, some serious darkness when it comes to that. And what I will say is that I am still, I've had, I've had this pointed out to me by other people too, that I'm a very trusting person. The difference between who I am as a trusting person now compared to the trusting person that I was 10, 12 years ago is discernment. And again, discernment is built and, and honed and created by sometimes trusting the wrong people. So these are hard lessons to learn, but the more you can get in touch with the full mind body and learning to listen to your body, the easier this will be. If, if I had learned years and years ago better how to listen to my body, I don't think that I would have, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that that, that that affair would have gone on for nine years because I would have been, been paying much closer attention to what was happening in my body. Instead, I just kept stuffing it all down because I didn't really know any better. And, and I also didn't know what it felt like otherwise, because it, it had been going on for so long, right? Like it had, it had been gradual over time that I had learned to sort of stuff those things down. But if I had known how to become better attuned to my body earlier on, I don't think that things would have gone on the way that they did for as long as they did. So this is just one of many, many reasons why I incorporate a full mind-body approach when I'm working with clients. It's so, so important. So if you want to talk about one-on-one -on -one coaching, please let me know. 
we can have a chat, slide into the DMs uh, over at Emily Goff Coach over on Instagram or shoot me an email. I'm over at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. All referenced in the show notes, of course. Um, let me know. Let's have a chat. Let's see if we're a good fit. Uh, jump on the phone and I would love it if you would share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. Um, let me know what some of your maybe experiences are when it comes to trust or maybe having your trust broken as well, because these are hard lessons. Like these are really, really hard lessons. And we've all had moments of being let down by, by people and and being betrayed in in some way, or, um, there's so many different ways that this can go, or even having our trust, um, breached in, in smaller ways that add up over time, distrusting ourselves. Like there's so many different angles to this. But I just really want to remind you of that whole idea that not only is trust a choice, but trust is a confident relationship with the unknown. How beautiful. I just think that's so beautiful. So please reach out. Don't hesitate. Okay. I am, uh, I'm always here to chat. Let me know what you need. Let me know what you would like to hear more of. Um, I'd love to hear it. Okay. So (laughs) thanks so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you every single week and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.